welcome everyone to the first episode of uh, Sports 1980s podcast. So uh, I guess first we'll just go around and introduce ourselves and uh, go from there. So uh, I'm Curtis. Uh, I am Pease or Chris. I don't care whichever. All right. I'm Draxus. I'm also part of the high council in the server and I'm I'm glad to be here. My name is Mace, I guess. <laughs> and um, I, uh, I just thought it would be really fun to join and to participate in a really thoughtful Star Wars debate, maybe. Or um, Yeah, I hope you're going to have a fun time listening to this. Great well, to yeah, have you with us. It's exciting. First episode. Exactly. Very exciting. So what are our topics for today, Curtis? Um, so pretty much how we're thinking that this is going to work. So we're going to upload an episode a week, uh, and it's going to be pretty freeform. We're not going to have like a topic for each episode. Um, it'll be pretty much whatever we want to talk about for that episode. And if you guys want to send in suggestions via the server, we can talk about those things too. So, uh, have we all watched Visions yet? I know I've only seen the first few episodes. Did you say I've only seen parts of it. Yeah, the only ones I haven't watched are there's only like three episodes I haven't watched yet. Which ones have you seen, Jaxus? I believe it's the very first one, the one with the um, where they reimagined them as ancient warriors. No, I'm not really sure what it's called. I've just seen snippets of it, not the whole episode. Yeah. Um. Is that the probably not the ninth Jedi, right? I'm not really sure. Yeah, because that one was really good. I I don't know. Some of them, like I watched them, and I was like, "Wow, this is like really good." And then other ones I watched, and I was like, "I'm really bored." <laughs> like I don't know. Yeah, it tends to happen, but I do have to remark that the art style is top notch. I'm a fan of the artwork. Really impressed with what they've done with the series. Yeah, I like some of them better than, but yeah, I agree. It's really good overall. Well, yeah, and that's bound to happen with any series that has different art styles each episode. But yeah, the few that I've seen, I like the first. I think I've watched the first, um, either three or four. Like the first one is dope. It's like the black yeah. and white. The yeah. Color. Like the yeah. The old Japanese cartoon style. That's yeah. the one. And the little droid is like a little hat, like a straw hat. Yeah, that's also a nice detail. I think that they've done a really good job in capturing the whole Star Wars element of it and mixing it up with a bit of a different art style than what we're used to because, well, Star Wars is all about swords and fighting and a great part of it also takes place in the future. But I think taking it a bit down with the whole high-tech feel that usually Distinguishes yeah. Star Wars does it well. Yeah, taking. Have you it. seen uh, the Elder, the one with the old guy? I believe not. I haven't. No. I just got I starting to watch um, the Village Bride. I think like halfway through. Uh, yeah, so I think overall the first few that I've watched have been. Uh, I liked them. Obviously, I think the, the second one was kind of. Fun, but it wasn't, you know, epic. Yeah. 
And the third one was a cool idea. Was the third one the twin? Yes. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that one was a cool idea. Also, in, what is it, November? We're getting, like, the Boba Fett trailer. Oh, we have uh, a, a time frame for a trailer now? I hadn't heard that. Yeah, yeah, it's like November 12th or something like that. They're having, like, a big showcase. And it's not, like, confirmed, but a lot of people think that we're getting, like, the Boba Fett trailer. Well, I guess that would make sense. That's scheduled for uh, Christmas time. So I guess a month earlier in November, that would make sense to have the trailer released then. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for that. I hope they keep on doing a bit more of a development on characters that otherwise don't really get that much attention because of the movies or the series. I think Boba Fett is one of them since, you know, he's supposed to be the greatest bounty hunter in the whole galaxy. Yeah. We barely get to see him on screen. So I think it'd be cool if they did the same thing with, for example, Grievous or Dooku before he turned into a Sith or something similar. I think that would also be great. So like a a TV a TV show adaptation of uh, um Jailoff. the uh, the book that came out a oh, yeah. years ago yeah yeah that'd be nice or even if they did a Star Wars Vision episode on it I think that would already be a great addition to the whole lore yeah I like that Boba Fett was in that second episode yeah that was. Uh, probably one of the cooler parts of the episode was that whole, uh, the like for it. What? Sorry? And that they actually got a Torum. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because Yeah. I just hope it's, like, they stay in the vein of, like, the Mandalorian where, like, I don't know, it's just decent, you know? Like, I just, I don't want it bad. Yeah, I I think that's... I definitely think the concept of the Book of Boba Fett, at least from what we've seen from that little bit, um, at the end of uh, Mando, definitely, it feels like it's got to be an interesting... Yeah, yeah. ...concept. The creator creator going off, talking about how, like, hype the show up all he wants gonna like blow everybody's mind i was like you're like pushing it buddy because like he was talking like i think his like direct quote was like yeah i can make the show like seem as good as i want because no matter how much i talk about it like it's still gonna be better than that and i was like wow like got a lot of confidence that's some grievous level of confidence in a plan it is yeah but I'm always careful of people overhyping things up because usually I've seen that it leads to a bit of a disappointment afterwards. Not that I'm saying that it's going to suck, but yeah, yeah, it's always a thing you should take a bit with a grain of salt, you know? And yeah, um, especially with Star Wars, I've seen it because people get their, their theories and stuff about what's going to happen and they get convinced that this stuff is going to happen. Yeah. Did, did theories, you come- Movies. Did you guys watch uh, WandaVision? Uh, yes, I did. Yeah, yeah, that suffered from, like, I remember every week, like, I was on, like, TikTok or Instagram trying to find out, like, 
what all the theories were, what was going to happen, or, like, who, what villains were going to show up, you know, like, that. And, like, just ended, like, when it ended, it felt so lackluster, because, like, I was expecting so much more, you know? Like, if I yeah. if I never, like, looked at all that stuff, I'd probably been like, oh, that was, like, a show, but, like, after I finished it, I was like, dang, like, they really left us there, like, empty, <laughs> like, yeah, I think that's pretty usual with some movies nowadays that they either are really well made or they feel lackluster in the end. I remember when I watched, for example, The Force Awakens. Um, I think the greatest impression I got from there was uh, on Solo's death. I th- I'm sure everybody remembers yeah. that. Yeah. But the movies afterwards, for example, um, Rebel One or Rogue One, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I didn't enjoy one that one as much. I, in fact, I felt kind of bored with the whole thing. That's how I felt, yeah. But at the same time, I'm, I've taken a look at what people perceive from the post-George Lucas era of Star Wars. And what I felt is that people um, don't really get the same feel for Star Wars as they used to. Um, for yeah. example, the original movies... No, episode one to six. I believe they had one particular element in them that made them different from the Disney movies. And that's the fact that they're not aiming at gaining a massive audience. They're not that aimed at children anyways. You know, right. you have the whole Luke and Leia situation. You have conflict with the Empire and the background, the Death Star. And I believe that those kinds of elements made Star Wars a much more rough kind of serious but at the same time it gave it an appeal that hasn't been replicated one-to-one with the later movies and i think that's just because disney is aimed at children it's trying to make it include mostly children in their serious uh, films whatever well, whereas disney- george lucas didn't so yeah disney is like they're in for money they don't even care like i feel like that's why because the only cool movie that I personally can enjoy is The Force Awakens because there's just so much wrong with The Last Jedi. There's so much wrong with The Rise of Skywalker. It's like there's a lot less that's wrong with The Force Awakens. It still has its problem uh, and it's still basically a carbon copy of uh, A New Hope but it left enough like where I was like well I wonder you know how that's gonna play out or who that is or something like that but then just the other two just felt like such like hash grab like they don't even care about the series that i just i didn't even enjoy it really yeah i think in the force awakens at least you still have a great deal of participation from harrison ford's side which has always been a staple character of the star wars series you know Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, Leia, the original trio. Then you have Wookiees such as Chewie, uh, C-3PO, R2, the X-Wing fighters, the Death Star, the TIE fighters, the Emperor, Darth Vader, right. and all that. You know, the original cast, some of that essence was still present in The Force Awakens, and I think that's what redeems it in the end. Right. Nonetheless, I feel like, like you've said, the later movies have been more of a... Marketing kind of decision, not really out of love for the series. You know, yeah. I've seen some 
documentaries on how Star Wars was produced. And I'm fascinated with the way that Lucas just worked with what he had to have just because he loved the series and wanted it to be something successful. Whereas Disney has practically unlimited resources, but since they do have so many resources, I don't feel like they put the same effort or the same passion into making the movies as good as the original ones. Yeah, yeah. And, like, you can see the difference when you go from Disney, who's, like, directly making movies, versus they put The Mandalorian in the hands of Dave Filoni, someone that's cared about Star Wars like George Lucas. And, like, you can just see the difference. Like, you know, like, you think they would put it together why so many people love, like, the shows, like Mandalorian or something like that, or Season 7 of The Clone Wars. And why they can't get on board with the movie, you know? Yeah, and I think the reason is that Disney has been focused on being goofy for the majority of its existence. Yeah. And when you try to mix that with something that is a more serious topic, I think that's where they fall a bit short. And that's why we need people like Dave Filoni, because they actually understand better how Star Wars is supposed to Uh, be played out how it's supposed to be represented it's not all the good guys triumph at the end you know i think the bad batch is a great example of that you don't always come out winning in the battle and i think that's one of the things that characterizes star wars the most that it's a constant conflict though no matter how you see it and at the same time it has its pretty moments you know right i feel like there's also the wholesome moments that don't really get portrayed as well as the older movies do because of the same reason that they're trying to be serious when they're experienced at being goofy. So, right. Speaking of uh, the Bad Batch, I when I was watching that last episode, and they were like totally just ocean floor. I was like, dude, there's no way out of this. <laughs> like, I was that the show was gonna end. I was like, there's no way out of this, bro. Like, <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah, that, that episode is definitely shocker. It's a roller coaster of emotions. And yeah, yeah I agree. There, there didn't seem to be any escape from that. I must agree. But I, yeah, I definitely thought that that was going to be like a, like either character like death moment or just like no way out kind of like cliffhanger, like season finale. But yeah. I'm actually glad that they didn't go that route because, you know, I think that Bad Batch has gotten a bit of a mixed reputation. You know, it's a great series and they're an amazing cast of characters. But at the same time, I feel as if like they've been portrayed a bit as um, a bit incompetent at what they do. You know, they're always getting caught. They're always getting the lower hand and it usually is preceded by a series of misfortunes. But Actually, seeing them survive that was quite of a relief because I didn't want the Bad Batch to end that abruptly, to be honest. I feel like it has so much potential to actually improve. And in fact, I feel like if they continue developing the Bad Batch, it can be on par, if not superior, to the Clone Wars. Yeah. Yeah, no, I feel the same. It definitely, like, halfway through, like, kind of, like get on with it kind of you know like i don't know that's kind of how i felt like but there's only what seven episodes 
and the last two are technically like one kind of finale episode so you can count you know minus the first and then the last two so you're looking at like 13 episodes of i mean there wasn't too much um i thought one of the better episodes was the one with the commandos on like that like remote planet they had like no idea what was going on that was probably like one of the coolest episodes that wasn't like the opening or the ending yeah, you know, to me, it's kind of unfortunate that we uh, that we'll never get to see the other unfinished episodes for this final season. You know, that's kind of unfortunate in my mind because, um, <clears throat> for example, it was um, actually exploring the fact that Ahsoka left, like in this one scene when uh, Anakin was debating with Obi Wan uh, whether it was a good decision of Ahsoka to leave or not. Do you remember that uh, um, during the Crystal episode? Yes. I think during the unfinished Clone Wars episode, yeah. I would have loved that, but yeah, like I mean, it's still canon because um, like it's it, it's even illustrated in the um in the cartography book, for example. But still, it's it's not finished, and most likely it never will. But never say never. I mean, we've still got the final <laughs> season, and a few years ago we thought that this uh, would never happen as well. So yeah. <laughs> We also got the bad batch, so I think that's also a good plus. Yeah, yeah. I'm oh actually, my god! Uh, you know what? You know what? 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 Um, like the um the idea of Filoni to to uh, build in this one twist that actually Crosshair removed um had removed his chip a long time ago. You know, this was a really good twist. This was this was a really good idea. Also, the the way you know the way they acted this like. We can help you. This isn't you. It's the inhibitor chip. And then he's like, wrong. I had my chip <laughs> removed a long time ago. This was, oh my god, this gave me the chills, dude. Alright, so uh, why don't we move on to um, the covers? We all think about that. You know, to me, to me, it's kind of fascinating that uh, Kanan Jarrus, basically the um, the Canon equivalent of uh, Coulter, you know, of Ram Coulter. Oh, wait a second, is, is Coulter something? There's something different than Coulter. I'm sorry. Uh, no, the uh, the Knights of the Old Republic, the video game. Two thousand three. Ah. They just introduced or announced rather. They're making a remake of it, which I think is fun. Um, the graphics are kind of abysmal in the original, which is acceptable because it's a game from 2003 but i'm interested to see if they're going to rewrite some of the story parts or if they're just going to adapt it into a new style of games i know they said they're changing like the uh game mechanic for like fighting to make it a more interactive style but i'm interested to see if they're going to change any of the story aspects actually i've never played the original game either so maybe i'm i'm gonna um like play it in the future i don't know but um yeah i'm excited for the other people who are excited with this um yeah it's on the uh the app store play on mobile or uh, Steam. yeah i would bet that they'll change some things up a bit it usually happens especially with other patients you have to change something so it works better with the new format or medium you're using so take for example Battlefront, the new version, um, 
if you compare it with the older Battlefront, it's not really the same kind of game. Maybe in the core, it's still Star Wars, you know, Republic versus droids, the separatists, rebels versus the Empire. But I feel like the modern iteration of Battlefront feels much more like a shooter. Uh, Which brings me to another point. Uh, why, why does it always have to be either droids or, um, or um, stormtroopers, you know? Like, I, I think we could uh, go into much more original territory with this. For example, the Yu Zhang Vong, you know? Like, they, they would have so many possibilities. Like, there are dozens, there are countless of aliens within the Star Wars universe. They could do anything, you know? And, and, and yet they still decide to throw in stormtroopers all the time because, yeah, nostalgia for the original trilogy. And this, this, this has me eye-rolling, you know? Like, it's, it's, it's like with this, no, uh, this new um, series, Star Wars, uh, Star Wars visions you know like i i watched uh, the first minutes of the first episode i'm not going to spoil anything but by god the first thing i saw was um has been like uh stormtroopers from the first order and i i mean not the real stormtroopers but people but yeah. people wearing those helmets of them you know and i was like oh my god are, re are you really going to refer to those three abominations really oh my god I, I had my eyes rolling and i immediately turned it off because i, I was like you know what guys no i'm i'm not in the mood for this i won't have the strength for this it's just painful to watch well you should definitely finish visions because uh <laughs> there it's only that episode yeah, not... it, is, it is really good, and it doesn't center but, around anything. Yeah, but I'm I, actually I, I, I'm pretty I, sure in some scenes they had Imperial Stormtroopers too with helmets. So I'm not sure if they're actually the First Order or the Empire, or if it's just yeah. None of the timelines are really like established. Yeah, like no episode tells you like, oh yeah, it takes place during the time period or whatever. With, with the exception of I think, the twins, one I think specifically mentions the empire, but like this is this is the thing. Um, I think in my mind, like um, I mean, this is a fact. Uh, even when you, especially uh, when you actually um got into researching uh, for um for J.J. Abrams' past, like he has always been a huge hack who actually just likes to copy and paste uh, already established its installments within a franchise who can come up with any own original ideas. And those original trilogy knockoffs, you know, those, like, anything he did doesn't deserve any uh, reference at all. Like, he doesn't deserve like his abominations do not deserve to get um uh to get uh, to uh, to get remembered you know to get uh yeah. i think the That's only it. sequel like um Draxus and i were talking about it the only sequel movie that i like enjoy or can like watch like not be like angry <laughs> is the force awakens and while it is basically a carbon copy of an hope, what with you know they're on the desert planet, they find the droid, um, you know the droid has a message to give to the you know protagonist, whatever they you know they're looking for a missing Jedi, like 
there's so much stuff that copies it. I mean, even to the point where Han Solo dies, like, they're on, not the Death Star, but the Death Planet, and, like, she's watching, you know, her mentor, like, Han Solo. Exactly. You know, with, you know the bad guy, Kylo Ren, Darth Vader, like, he dies, and she's like, no, and Luke's like, no, like, it's, it's the same. Yeah. Also, you know, you know what, you know what makes me really angry about this? Like, people are still defending this by saying, yeah, well, it's echoing previous events from the Star Wars timeline, just as George Lucas did. No, it doesn't. It's just blindly copying those. It, like, George it Lucas, is, like, yeah, the like, more you look at it, the more you can just see, like, what things are copied. This is just, like, this is such a poor excuse because there is a huge difference between um, echoing previous events and blindly copying them. You know, something that always gets me about the new movies, and especially the Stormtroopers or First Order Troopers, as they are appropriately named, is the voice. They actually sound kind of weird with the new voice modulators that they have. Yeah. They, they, they sound more like radios rather than actual soldiers, you know? I think the only ones that get off with it because, you know, they're actually supposed to sound that way are the dark troopers, the elite troopers, the yeah. ones that show at the beginning of Rogue One, for example. Those, those actually get off with it really well. But the Rogue others, One, they, they sound actually weird. They sound kind of silly, in my opinion. Like, um, Rogue One literally is the only... Okay, yeah, may, maybe Hunt, uh, the solo movie as well to some degree, but still, like, Rogue One um, pretty much is the only movie with creative integrity, the only movie where a passionate fan of Star Wars actually decided to expand upon the lore of Star Wars, where he actually wanted to tell a story. He didn't want to just um, create a marketing product, which would um, like uh, give it, like um, ensure them a huge profit. He just um, wanted to tell a story. And this is why I have so much respect uh, for, the, like, I have so much respect towards uh, Garrett Edwards and this movie. Like, it was really good. It was a wonderful example of how to actually convey creative integrity. Even George Lucas liked it. There was a reason for him showing up on set, despite him having said, um, months or years before that that he doesn't want to have anything to do with it anymore because it hurts him what they did with his baby but yeah, uh, yeah Rogue One he does enjoy even the Mandalorian is good it, like there's still so much potential and I really hope to the love of God that they won't um, turn the Mandalorian into a transition to the sequels because the sequels don't deserve any attention whatsoever. They I, would, I would have to like stop watching it then because the Mandalorian is so good and to tarnish it like that would be that'd be a sin. I think it won't happen because the Mandalorian is more of a self-contained kind of thing, you know. Yeah. The main character, Mando, he doesn't really tie in with any of the characters from the sequel, so I think he's pretty safe on that respect. Uh, we also don't really get to see much of the Mandalorians, especially in Rogue One. You know, you have that one mention about Boba Fett, and I think there's even a scene of it. But there's not really much that links the both series together. So I think they are pretty safe from that. Also, I think that one thing is that um, the movies, the later ones especially, while they're visually much superior to the 1980s, 1970s versions, 
um, they fall short in what may said the, the narrative, the story itself isn't that deep. Whereas yeah. the visual effects are on par. I mean, the lightsaber effects, the blaster bolt effects, the ships, everything. I think if you added that whole technical superiority to the old movies, then you would really get amazing films because you have a great story with amazing visuals to back it up. But like May said again, J.J. Uh, Abrams isn't really uh, a specialist in what is Star Wars, Star Wars related. And well, I think yeah. this is what gives it that strange feeling at the end that it's, it's Star Wars, but it's not really what you remember Star Wars being from the uh, older movies. Uh, like the thing is, J.J. Uh, Abrams, um, even in uh, in the past, has been really popular. Uh, had been really popular for um, for just copying and passing something already established within the franchise just to lure people into the cinema. This is uh, the very same thing he did with um, with uh, Star Trek, for example. When you hire him, you don't uh, you don't expect him to create. Um, in uh, a creative integ in, like uh, a creative story a really original story all you expect from him is to yeah to uh, create a cheap cash grab that copies something better than his own movie just to um lure people into the cinema this is all it is and uh, the only question um they asked themselves uh, wasn't if J.J. Um, Abrams could come up with a good story. They just uh, asked themselves if J.J. Abrams would come up with something that would uh, make people interested into Star Wars. And this uh, and this strategy basically has just been, yeah, you know what, I'll just copy episode four and uh, fragments of five and six and people will be excited because they didn't like the prequels, apparently. And as a matter of fact, the very first movie I watched as a kid has been episode three. Like, actually, I grew up with the prequels and um, watched them before the original trilogy. And I never uh, hated those movies. I watched one, two, and three before any of the original ones. And then my yeah. dad was like, oh, well, if you like those ones, watch these ones. I was like, okay. And then I did. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. watched the originals first. My dad had them on VHS. Oh, yeah. 90s. So, like, the first special editions. Nice. Uh, anyone else have anything they really want to bring up? Maybe just one last thing, and it's a bit of a conclusion to all that we've, uh, we've said. I think that one of the greatest improvements that Star Wars Visions, Bad Batch, Mandalorian, and other all-related series have done is that they have try to actually expand on the series rather than, like he said, call back into the prequels. And I think that's one of the greatest uh, things to keep in mind about the, um, the later sequels and movies. I think that as Disney gets a bit of a grasp, a better grasp of what Star Wars actually is, and they find people that are as talented as Dave Filoni, they'll be able to produce movies that are on par or even superior to the sequels, to the prequels, excuse me, because they actually understand what the core elements of Star Wars is and they don't just try to imitate them because that's one of the important things to also keep in mind that you have a pretty high bar set when you try to work on something Star Wars related. You pretty much cannot become the second George Lucas. There will never be a second George Lucas, but you can 
try to understand what makes Star Wars such a endearing series for many people and then expand upon those elements. And I think that's what is important so that the content that is to come will be as good as the ones that we have seen so far, meaning Bad Batch or Mandalorian. Thank you everyone who's listening in and also you guys for joining us. I think that this has been a pretty fun session discussing everything Star Wars related. And I hope you, our listeners, will also enjoy it. Have a good day, ladies and gentlemen. For uh, another episode next week. Um, Yeah, so thank you for listening.